0: A city of justice, a city of love, a city of peace for every one of
1: us. We all need it, can't live without it, a Gotham City, oh yeah. Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. And if you like listening to the Batman podcast, check out TheBatmanUniverse.net for this and many other great Batman podcasts. But, you know, before you do that, I suppose you should listen to the podcast that you downloaded, which is covering Gotham's episode, Last Laugh. And joining me this week to cover that episode is... This is Donovan. And before we talk about Last Laugh... um. We're going to try something somewhat new. Um, Other podcasts do this, but um, people have been leaving uh, comments on the BatmanUniverse.net's podcast page for our show, and usually we don't read them because of time. But I thought that, you know, henceforth, uh, if someone has a comment on the previous episode that we do, we can address it um, as long as time allows – and this week time does allow – on uh, the episode that we're recording now. So if you've left comments in the past and we haven't read them, we are sorry that we never got to yours. But from now on, we will try to get to as many as we can. And we have a comment on last week's episode from Michael Ridge. Okay, from Michael Ridge. First, let me make my complaint about Josh's overuse of what can you know. It's sort of a shame that high school kids can't get through a sentence without you one or both of these interjections. Josh, you are reinforcing the stereotype particularly in the second episode of the season. I don't normally comment on this kind of thing because I realize that your conversation is not scripted, and most people have some verbal habit that fills in time while they organize the sentence. This is too much, too much. For those of you who don't get that last... Uh, and, and this is Josh talking again in the middle of his uh, comment. For those of you who don't know, the too much, too much is uh, Stella's parody of me. Um, During her uh, uh, That Girl Your One review on Batgirl Oracle podcast, I believe... Yeah. Uh let me address let, let me address this part before we move on to the rest of the review. Yeah, it's one of those things, uh Dustin uh chided me about this years ago and I don't always know when I'm doing it. It's I, I guess you could call it a verbal tick. But and, and now I'm being very, very aware, I'm like, Oh gosh, am I doing it while I'm talking now? Uh unfortunately, you know, aside from some sort of, you know, lobotomy, it's going to be hard for me the I'm, I'm very aware of every word coming in my mouth.
0: I think because he writes the fact that uh, he knows that people have – like to use his own words, people have a yeah. verb, ha, verbal habit that fills in time when they organize a sentence. I think he understands why you say that, yeah. why other people say that. Personally, I think it's just a matter of whether that, that uh, impedes your listening to a certain
1: degree or not. I'm aware that I do it, but sometimes I'm not aware until I get into editing. And when, like, when I edited the last, he's right about the second episode, which was last week's, because when I was editing that one, I did hear it. And once I heard it, it was very hard to unhear. And there was an episode of Amazing Spider Man Classics that I was listening to in my car once. And I really heard it, like, with every single time I do it. But it's kind of like one of those things where, and I know I just said it, one of those things where once you hear it, you can't unhear it but if you don't quite hear it you know it's something that you can't notice so i can't promise it'll get better but i can say sorry that it's one of those things that bothers you and hope that there is other stuff in the podcast that we can keep you enjoying uh to his other points though he says he continues i think that the show has started the season with two strong episodes the penguin has apparently grown quickly into the role of gang boss we'll talk about that tonight He was strong in the first episode. We don't need to see him every episode, because his influence was apparent in the second episode, even though he has no physical presence. I don't know about that, but... Nygma just seems wrong to me. Early in the series, he seemed to have the compulsive part of the Riddler character, but he lost that when he started having talks with himself. Do we want to talk about the Riddler and Penguin? Well, I mean, uh, think I, I, I think. Before we move on to the other thing? I think I agree with, uh, those thoughts in the Penguin.
0: Or, I'm sorry, the folks in the Riddler from last episode. I think I pretty much said this, uh, very similar thing.
1: Yeah, because uh, he had that whole OCD, socially awkward thing. And I think that that's kind of gone from his character now. Although, we'll talk about it when we get to the preview for next episode, because the solicitation, as it is, uh, shows that he might be getting more of the spotlight, because. He hasn't done much Yet this season So maybe we'll see more of that again But uh, the schizophrenia thing is not the Riddler I don't know if I would say that The Penguin had a presence last episode Per se But it's not like it's a point that I'd argue about either Well yeah, I don't think
0: that it matters Because uh, we enjoy episodes That not every character squeeze into And there was a lot more things going on Than like us putting our finger to our mouth And wondering where the Penguin was We were kind of preoccupied with other things
1: I didn't I didn't notice that he wasn't in the episode until, uh, like, towards the end, because it's one of those things where once you're so deep into the episode, you, you're you so focused that you don't realize, oh, wait, we haven't even seen the Penguin yet. Uh, this episode, not to give too much away, was similar until, like, eight minutes to the end, Robin Lord Taylor, like, rushes into the episode, like, Kramer from Seinfeld, like, bursting through the door, like, ah, sorry, I'm here. <laughs> sorry! Sorry! <I'm> here. <laughs> Yeah, Jim! Or I, I can't do the Michael Richards voice. Uh, my, and speaking of Michael Richards, uh, someone with the same first name as him, Michael Ridge, continues, Jerome is playing a Joker-like character, but that is what convinces me that he isn't going to be the Joker. He is too deliberate about assuming the crazy persona. The deliberation and calculation about who he is is foreign to the Joker. Of course, the writers could have completely missed the mark on this character, as they have with Nygma. Well... <laughs> Michael, Yeah, it appears that after tonight's episode, <laughs> these comments take on new meanings. He continues, I'm willing to go along with the sort of Elseworlds Gotham if the stories are as strong as these two. I have great hopes that the series will settle into a more consistent quality of episodes. I miss Stella, but understand she wasn't enjoying the series, so that a weekly podcast seemed like too much work. I think that you do need a woman on the podcast because the show is still going to follow relationships as well as pots. You need the reality check of having both genders commenting on the program. I'm committed to sticking it out for another season. Good luck in keeping up your energy for the podcast.
0: (laughs) He says as we record this at 11.40 p.m. at night Central Time.
1: 12.40 um, a.m. in the morning um, over in Florida. So... I thank Michael for writing in, and uh, <laughs> I'm not mad that he made fun of my verbal tic. I'm, I'm I'm really not, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm butthurt, you know, like, because I'm not going to – this isn't me naming names, but I don't like it when other, you know, podcasts, like, get mail and then, you know, tarnish the viewers. Like, how dare you have a not-so-nice opinion? Because it's, it's clear that he's enjoying the podcast enough that he wrote this long comment, so I don't want to make it seem like I'm picking on you about this point, but with the whole replacing Stella with a female thing – I would love to have another female on this show, Uh, you know, especially one who would be a good podcaster in No Gotham, but I don't want to replace Stella with another female just for the sake of, like, we lost a girl, we need to add a girl, because I think that that undermines who Stella was as a podcaster and, like, and her role, and just makes it as, like, we need a token girl. And. I'd rather have a girl if she was going to be a good fit for a show and a good podcaster. We had Stella cuz um We didn't have Stella cuz she was a girl. We had Stella cuz she's our best friend. Right? And and that's and that's not what Michael's saying. He's not saying we had her cuz I don't want to make it sound like I'm accusing him of saying that. And I might be terribly, you know, misunderstanding what he's saying in his, And I understand he he thinks it's important for us to have the female perspective. Um and again, with the whole not naming names thing, th- there was another show that I listened to, which um, put out a call to have a girl on the podcast, and I didn't like how they did it because it—it's one of those things where you know the fact that this person was a female was going to be more important than anything else about them, and then when this person came on the podcast, they were introduced as like the girl. And like in the announcement that she was going to be on, a big deal was made about the female pronouns, and they were in like uppercase. Like, if there's a, a girl.
0: If, if there's a woman out there who is a fan of her podcast, or is a fan, or is a fan of Gotham, and has something to say that uh, lends her to being on the show, or you know, yeah, or, or contributing in, in feedback, uh, we don't want somebody who. Wouldn't want to be on the podcast if it's a girl just because she's a girl. We would want somebody who has something to say, and has, who, and who values sharing their opinion with other people and kind of you know adding to an overall conversation. So it's on the one hand, it's like you know there's nothing there's wrong. Gotta with Got to be that. chemistry too. Stella
1: had definite chemistry with us.
0: Well, there's there's nothing wrong with adding a girl, but we don't want to think that we don't want to we don't want to parade that as. Uh, a trojan horse just so we can seem informed by the presence of a girl alone it's, it's all about the converse it's more about the conversation and the conversation can always be helped by different perspectives but
1: it's more about the conversation first and uh adding a girl for girls sake second i think and with that we could i guess talk about the last laugh and it struck me tonight that you know because we took the summer <laughs> off um There's little things that we used to do last season that I forgot that we do. And we would do these, like, small little recaps of the episode, just like, you know, one paragraph ones that I realize we haven't done for the last few episodes. Although, I'm imagining that if you're listening to this podcast, you've already seen the episode, so maybe you don't need the recaps. But in case you do, here's the return of our quick summary recaps. Continuing from where the previous episode left off,
0: Gordon and Bullock are hard at work at trying to track down and find Jerome. Uh, And they say that, like, um only S and nine other the cops died, which I thought was kind of crap because it looked like everybody in the world died.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then the the only- first thing I noticed at the beginning of this episode was that, like, oh, <laughs> I guess not all the cops are dead. Didn't you say last week, like, if they don't address this, like, I think your words were like, that would be total crap if they didn't address the fact that, like, all the cops died. Yeah, I,
0: mean- I'm, I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the way they – because they kind of – I feel that they kind of, like, backwards retconned it to where, like, you know – like a third, or maybe half... have not that like a third of the building people were killed. Maybe they weren't all weren't there at the same well, time. Maybe but Maybe nine died, but like twenty were hospitalized. It, it looks like a, it looks like a complete annihilation. And I thought that like they would have to like get help from other precincts there. Now, and this is I don't mean to be critical right off the bat, but like Gordon's like you know nine of your brothers in commercial us and die. I was like that seems like an awfully generous. Uh, uh, um, rejuvenation of of the GCPD compared to how the episode ended last time, but never mind. They're trying to get vengeance
1: for uh, for what Jerome did, and they're tracking him down. They they eventually. Uh, Bullock says, "Hey, remember remember the blind fortune teller?" Which he actually says, you know, like exactly. His name of the episode? Remember that blind fortune teller episode? Well, the title character he lives right here in Gotham. That means we don't have to go to the circus and see Dick Grayson's parents again. Yeah, it
0: turns out that that Who's uh, Dick Grayson. You'll see. Turns out that uh, Jerome had thought about his father first, and he kidnaps him and sets intends on framing him to to let the cops think that he broke him out of Arkham Asylum when it was really uh,
1: what
0: was the guys? What was the, guy's? Theo
1: Gallahan who Galavan keep I on calling him Max Shrek because he reminds me so much of Max Shrek from. Uh, Batman Returns, particularly at the end of this episode, where, like, you know... Remember when Max Shrek would do those, like, fake humanitarian... Santa, whole, like, Santa
0: Claus afraid not...
1: Hey, take, so- take me as a hostage instead, you know, like... <laughs> not Chip, I mean not Bruce. It's my eyes. to my eyeballs in raw sewage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> but, even, but, but yeah, uh, he's framed, and then uh, Gordon and Bullock, you know, don't get there right as he's killed, and uh,
0: questionably killed, only, I
1: say, because he was only stabbed in the eye, right? You know, just like in Breaking Bad, he dies sitting down again, and just like in Breaking Bad, he um, actually, I was going to say he takes people with him. He he doesn't quite do that, but like Gordon, like lit or Bullock, like lifts his hand, and like a nasty gas comes out, which I thought it might have been the Zordon gas from the. Uh, season premiere, which whatever whatever the heck that was all about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly, I guess they have to explain that at one point, but I wouldn't be disappointed if we never saw that Gordon Zordon gas again. <laughs> and uh, but earlier that episode, Lee was like, "Hey, I'm throwing a party at a children's hospital. You should come. There'll be a magician, and everyone is psyched for this magician." Uh, I thought right? they were going to hit to like Zatara or Zatanna because they kept on the saying magician. Eh, I, it's it's one of those things where, like, because it's such a jokery thing to do, you could tell that, like, the magician was going to be kidnapped. And and Barbara Keane and, like, Jerome, like, put on Team Rocket-esque and disguises, like, the magician. <laughs> You're rolling with that. <laughs> well, that's what it's like, because uh, for those of you who don't know, on, on the show Pokemon, like, Team Rocket, the villains, would always wear these disguises, which were paper things. Forrest and Natasha. And, like, Easily able to see. And it would always, like, fool the heroes. And they'd be like, hmm, there's something fishy about these, um, I don't know. Like, so, you know. The Joker was players. trying to get
0: the Pikachu, i.e., Bruce Wayne.
1: Yeah, there's something fishy about these, uh, you know. I remember in the movie, they're, like, sailing on, like, a boat or something like that, and, like, Team Rocket are the rowers. Like, there's something fishy about these rowers. They seem familiar. And then Barbara Keane like, winks at the camera, um, slash Lee, and Lee's like, huh, something familiar about this. Wouldn't you say, Alfred? As Alfred's, you know, like, drooling and looking at her as a puppy dog. What happens is that there's, there's a showdown at this charity function that Bruce, Alfred, Leslie,
0: uh, Jerome, and Barbara are at. The deputy commissioner of the police is killed. I think.
1: Yeah, he he he's killed, and they do a fake out first, where you think that Bruce is going to be killed, and then they do it. Uh, then basically, like like
0: Jerome has the whole place hostage and and broadcasts that he uh, demands before he kills people in ten minutes. Um, Alfred uh, fails to protect Bruce again uh, because Jerome's calling out Bruce because he has he has Alfred at knife point or gun point. I think with one of his uh, goons. Gordon manages to get inside the room and he uh, offers past a gun and they have Jerome at uh, gunpoint just as he has a knife to Bruce's throat. But then uh, – but what? The guy – Max track, a.k.a. Theo Callahan. Theo Gallivan, I believe his name is, says, that's enough, Joker.
1: Stop right there. And puts a knife in his neck <laughs> as the Joker says. <laughs> and he's like, wait, we didn't rehearse it this way. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I'm going off script.
0: And then I, I, as he dies with a frozen smile, there's a laughing box in his jacket. And uh, Pat Hingle says, it was a laughing box the entire time. So that happens. Um uh, Barbara
1: says, we're blousing off again! And escapes. <laughs> See, to me, it reminded me more like... um In, like, Power Ranger episodes, there'd be uh, the Monster <laughs> of the Week. And then sometimes, like, Goldar would be, like, with the monster. And after, like, the big Megazord took out its power sword and, like, would kill the monster, Goldar would be like... To fight another day and like teleport away. Like Barbakine reminded me of like Goldar in like that sense. That's quite a sentence. She she, like teleports like back to like Theo Gallahan's like, you know, moon base and he's like
0: (laughs) 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 But exactly as you like (laughs) He's on the moon (laughs) <laughs> because he took down Jerome, he's seen in the eyes of Bruce and Gordon as a hero, which is uh, bad for them because uh, he's secretly the. the he's the, not the, a no, hero. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's basically the episode. I don't have much in me to, to recap. I, right. I mean, and, and,
1: and yeah, there's a few things that you know we didn't bring up, but, but which we'll bring up in our overall like thoughts of the episode. And then there's also a scene where um, you know, Bullet goes to see Penguin, and he's like, "You heard Jim." I swear You and I are donezo Oh, and I'm kind of ticked off that you killed Fish
0: Yeah, he he, he was like, you know, I've been
1: meaning to kill you for that But, like, he's also not very dedicated (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Fish and I did make out that one time But I have a fiancé now So that was The Last Laugh Which was Jerome's last laugh And I thought that, like,
0: that title might actually hint to his demise But as I was watching the episode, it it was a surprise to me And I'll get into that in a
1: little bit Actually, I think that that's the most, the biggest takeaway from the episode, and it's uh, and it's what we should talk about at the top of the bat. Uh, surprise, Jerome's uh, dead, and he's not the Joker, but we have a montage of like a bunch of people watching him on TV at the end, and they're like all laughing, like any one of them could be the Joker, the dance slot looking guy at the bar, the little boy watching TV, those two random people who are like, hey, let's kill this homeless person, then each other. They could all be the Joker. Yeah. Joker. (laughs) Can you? Um What did you think about that? It was a surprise and um I I was actually texting Don as I was watching this, and when Jerome's carted away, he's not in a body bag. He's on like, you know, a stretch or something. He should be in a body bag, yeah. I was like, oh maybe he's still alive. And Dunn's like, what? We saw him die. And then, like, the newscast says Jerome is sure dead. I was like, okay, he's dead. And then, like, the last shot of the episode is him, um, <laughs> on, like, um, the medical, on, like, Lee's, I guess, because she's the medical examiner, on, like, the medical examiner's, you know, table for Lee to, you know, dissect later and kick in the shins.
0: You know what? That, that, that makes like me realize day. why, why, why is the medical examiner at the at Gotham City Police Department? Why wouldn't that be at the hospital?
1: Harry and I, um, (laughs) honestly, because I don't work in police stations, I cannot speak to the accuracy of that. But uh, I, I, I Law and Order says that's impossible. Okay. I mean, (laughs) I don't know how I, I mean, I guess it's, and maybe Gotham's different. I don't know. I can't, it's, it's like last week when we were figuring out, like, you know, what the police hierarchy is. I don't, I don't know how that works, but I do like how, um, The thing that his dad says to him before he dies, like, children will wake up, you know, your legacy will be this. And, like, and you hear that voice, like, as that's happening. But him being dead, it shocked me, and I'm still kind of digesting how I feel in it. But to be honest, um, one of my fears with him, because he was in every single promo, and, like, eh, he was being way overused on the show. And while I was enjoying his presence... I was afraid that, like, if it continued and, like, this whole season was, like, the Jerome show, it would have got him really, really old. And I, I saw a list. Um, I think his name is he, – he's the guy who runs um, comic book urban legends. There's a guy named, like, Brian Cronin. He did um a list on – I think it's batman.about.com where he says, like, all these reasons why, you know, Gotham is better this season. And one of the things he says was uh, – on his list was Jerome. And – well, I agreed that Jerome was a good thing this season, like, that also got me nervous, too, because I was worried that he was just going to be overexposed and overused and we would just kind of get burnt out on him. So this was good. And you did kind of say uh, last episode that, like, he was already so close to the Joker that you weren't sure where he could go from here. Mm-hmm. So And you didn't believe me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I play devil's advocate. That's what I did. Um, <laughs> which I do a lot for this show, I will readily admit. Much <laughs> of Well, so
0: ultimately, where's your head at? Like, like, like you think? Like, ultimately, it's, it's probably a good thing. That it ended I think up the ultimately, way it
1: is? it's his. Like fish, you know. Like he was such a big presence that, like, I wonder how they're going to fill that from here on out. But I do think ultimately, it, it's a good thing because I was worried about too much drama, especially because like this episode he was very joker this episode like with you know I-, I heard some mark hamill's like did he did he not say brucey and then when he called jimbo i heard like lo- when he said I brucey i thought of master the phantasm yeah <laughs> listen poopsie even though you never call her right i still got a soft spot for you so it's in the you find gift Airman. and there's no use jumping on the window this time toots the plane of the future is going to make you his star. Right, <laughs> Don and I actually had, like, not an argument, but, like, you know, like, like a, a debate um, earlier this year about, like, if Joker, like, knew he was talking to Batman or if he thought he was talking to Andre. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that, this is so off topic. People are probably showing the podcast up, but
0: that was, I that, it's, that thought, it, it's Batman. That podcast. thought never occurred to me. I, mean, I wasn't arguing with you. It just never occurred
1: to me until you told me you that. Know, and that actually makes a yeah. lot more, more sense. Okay, it, it makes so much – especially – well, Joker will call Batman female. That's know. what I'm like, Even as a kid, I
0: thought, I thought he was calling Batman toots because that's how he rolls. Anyways, yeah. here's my here's my, my thought process on this. I, I overall actually really like this episode. I, I don't know if it's as intense or proficient as the last episode, but I, I, I thought this was a very strong, solid one. I, I, I have very little complaints. I am not crying that Jerome's dead. However – I find it kind of BS that they basically made the Joker kill them off and then says, Ah, oh, you will inspire the actual Joker later on. Like all these people who just
1: decide to be crazy because they saw you. For one thing and I think it like, was a little too much that, like, this little boy's watching TV, and I guess he had some mental illness beforehand, but, like, he's laughing as if he's been joker talking. Yeah, that, that, I don't like the implication that people are that stupid to follow
0: somebody that easily. I mean, it, it, on one hand, it kind of reminded me of, like, Batman Forever when Jim Carrey's watching Two face at Haley Circus. But, but that's the Riddler. We already, he was messed up to begin with. Um, but, uh, secondly, like, I have a pro, like, like I, like last, uh, episode, um. Yeah, I forgot, the, I forgot the guy's name, but he was a great actor. He did a really good job. I can't fault his performance. If he was the real, the real Joker as an actor, I can't. I think the casting was perfect. I have a problem with the show pushing the Joker that far into being, taking him away, and then basically making him like you know the man where like he will inspire the actual character. The, the idea
1: that like the actual character is gonna be inspired by another Joker. I have. Con- That's I mean, the only part of it that I have a problem with because I don't like the idea of, like, you know, whoever becomes the Joker in the future is, isn't unique. Like, you know, doing a cover version of Jerome.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not unique. And I, and I think that, like, there's, if there's one thing the Joker should be, it's his own person. And I feel that, like, while this show is free to do whatever it wants. I don't again if you're going to change something I don't see the benefit in changing it a certain way like like this I think that it's it's kind of it's an interesting idea but I don't think it has a lot of legs creatively and I'm wondering if this season has pardon the phrase blown its load so early in the season to where they don't know where to go after this i mean i I have nothing to to think about from I that I feel like they have a plan that, that that's that's what that's what I keep on hearing so I mean, they basically had the Joker. Like, this is what happens when the Joker's in Gotham without Batman, essentially. I, and I, I can't stress enough that he was so much like the Joker. The only thing about the Joker that he wasn't was the fact that he really believed in um, the Galavan guy. Like, this guy believes in me, Dad, kind of thing. Otherwise, he was a character. And he did a great job, but I have problems with him being in, in, in this show and then killing him off. And then, like, you know, saying, oh, well, the Joker will show up eventually. I think that's cheap and a bit... That kind of bait-and-switch,
1: I feel, is dishonest story time. This is what they said that they were going to do, though, like, from the beginning.
0: That's that's, that's fair enough, but this right here, it's one thing to have the Red Hood gang, and maybe them liking the idea of being a superhero, or super villain, I should say. And, you know, even his appearance in last season was one thing. But to do all this crap, I mean, I I guess their idea of the Joker that, that wasn't complete was the whole Razor car, Joker car, Laughing Fish, Acid pedal. Purple jacket, white skin kind of guy. I guess that's 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 their ticket out of it, out of being, you know, complete BS. It owes almost having their cake and eating it too. It's exact, it's absolutely having their cake and eating it too. And to, it, I mean, you and I joke often, but this is this is virtually this is almost worse than. Well, it might be worse than Henry James Olsen from Smallville.
1: I texted Don and I said, so can we call him Henry James Joker now or? Henry James Jerome,
0: Henry, Henry Jerome,
1: Joker, or whatever. I, I and I guess this is another thing for those of you who didn't see Smallville. We had Jimmy Olsen on the show, the same age as Clark for years, and then um, Doomsday. Him. Doomsday killed him, right? Yeah, you know, he, before Superman's established, he had to have Doomsday on the show. But yeah, he killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah Doomsday killed. His yeah, Superman fought Doomsday before he became Superman, but anyway, Doomsday kills him, and then like at the funeral, um, his tombstone says henry james olsen which uh jimmy olsen's real name is james barfamiel Olson, and then um chloe sees his little brother goes goes to his little brother you must be jimmy's little brother jimmy (laughs) 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 and then she gives him like his camera like here have his camera maybe one day you'll grow up to be just like him (laughs) which i'm not i I, i'm not even joking like maybe stop
0: watching the show (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's one of those things about Smallville. I know we bring up Smallville a lot, but like Smallville is, you know, both a cautionary tale and like you know an example of what to do right when it comes. I
0: question if you, you have the show without Smallville.
1: Hmm. I, I th- don't know. In
0: 2015, I don't know if you could or not. But um, I mean, I'm not all that incensed about it, but I did think that like it was a mistake in the long run to like, have the Joker. First of all, like I, I did have problems with the Joker being this much into the show this early on, but then to take to take it back, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm coming off as hypocritical because I, I wasn't crazy about him running around Joker-like to begin with. So killing him off actually solves that problem, but establishing that he'll you know be an urban legend for people to be inspired by. I, I mean, this isn't Batman Beyond, so like I don't, I don't know what they're thinking on doing. Like, like how. How is, you know, not Jack Napier or, or whatever going to like
1: – so is he, is he going to be his own person at all? Like, I, I was thinking like when um, Jerome was threatening his dad, and I like, during that point in the show, I was thinking to myself, this is very, very different for a Batman show. Like, you know, continuity where we know like not only the Joker's real name for sure but like his family history. And then like at one point I, I texted Don saying, huh. I just realized that in this continuity the Joker grew up like with Dick Grayson's parents.
0: Mhm. Which again yeah, like you know I, I don't love but like if they if they're doing their own thing that's fair game. I don't mind the the idea that the, we know the Joker's family life
1: and another in another continuity. In the end if this guy would have been the Joker that would have been okay with me cuz like I don't think that the Joker being an unknown person whose real name and like backstory we we don't know. I don't think that that's a sacred cow. And if you're doing another continuity, do something different. You know that that's fine. I agree. But I was more concerned about the overexposure, and I was surprised that they were pushing Jerome as the Joker, at least in my in the promotion leading up to this season. Because I remembered what they said last season over like, oh, we're going to do multiple candidates for the Joker and fake-outs. and then. Once this season came along and like Jerome was everywhere in the promotion, I thought to myself, "Well, I guess the producers changed their minds," which, <laughs> you know, it, it is their prerogative if that if that's what works. But and again, like I, I was really worried that like they were going to lean too heavily on Jerome this season. So and remember, this alleviates my fear. Um, remember at Comic Con where he like photobombed the Q and A segment. Which,
0: which to me is like, oh, okay, so he's like an actual character. That's
1: another example of, of like what I'm what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: I mean, I he was a very he was a solid Joker actor. Like, if if this guy was to be like you know the next Nicholson, Hamill, uh, Ledger, he totally earned it by the performance. But the fact that the writers were like, you know, actually he's not, because I mean, granted. It, I, I don't like the idea that the Joker is around before Batman's even, you know, an adult. I just, that to me, I don't like that. I, I, you know, that's not, you know, an an original sin, but I don't like that conceptually. However, they made him so much like the Joker that to say that he's not just feels like a lie. And when you say having their cake and, and eating it too, and that's and, exactly and what that, it that's is. That's fair to say. You know, when when you say they're having their cake and eating it too, that's exactly what it is. And that, I don't, th- I think that's dishonest storytelling. So and I wish that like they didn't go that way, go that way. So it's it's just all these it's ultimate. It's, it's a shame how that ended up because
1: it feels it I, it doesn't feel like natural storytelling to me. Any other thoughts about the whole Jerome death reveal thing before we go to all-
0: well? I mean, like uh, the way he di- the way he looked like he died. It reminds me. It does remind me a lot of Nicholson from '89, which I, which is why I made the laughing box joke. Um, I mean, the guy, the guy did a great job and. uh I was wanting for some sort of like Bruce Wayne him confrontation rather than just Bruce being a pathet- pathetic hostage, but like if he's not the Joker, I guess eh. that, that's fine. Well, I really like what It's like, why, why, why is Oswald going to do in that situation? I know, but like, I mean, why is Oswald's fire it's tingling, but Bruce, you know, there, there's nothing between the
1: two of them because like the Batman Joker relationship <laughs> is, is so much <laughs> that's more how I- we know iconic. It's
0: not real. Exactly, there you
1: go. I I was even thinking, oh look, it's their first mean, you know. He's like, I'm an orphan too. Why? I sure did kill my dad like, you know, half an hour ago. Uh this is one of my favorite episodes and partially because of that whole, you know, hostage thing. Like that was that's one of my favorite segments that Gotham has ever done. I love that whole um I am annoyed. I will say this that um at the very beginning of the scene, Bruce and Alfred come in and they're having to explain why they're there instead of I don't know, when Alfred told Bruce, okay, we're going to this thing or in the car ride over there or anytime before, like, or when Bruce is putting I on a tuxedo. tuxedo. Yeah. One thing I, yeah. one thing I hate about like TV shows and movies is like, they will have characters explain why they're at a place, like for the benefit of the audience, but in a way that doesn't make sense. Like there was an episode of, uh, Ally McBeal where, uh, one of the other lawyers is at a wedding with Lucy Liu, and, like, it, it cuts to them in the wedding, like, you know, sitting in the pews, like, watching the bride and groom walk down, and this is the first time you've seen those characters in this scene. And Lucy Liu says, Uh, why are we here? And then, like, her uh, boyfriend, you know, the other lawyer, explains, oh, it's because these people are clients. So I'm like, wait, so why is she only, like – Bringing this up now Why not when they were Getting ready for the wedding Why not any of that And shows do that All the time Yeah everyone knows That's a cliche Made fun of it (laughs) Hmm Okay Once more Where are we going?
0: The Capital City
1: Why are you and the Old lady in the car?
0: We're gonna talk Armin Tamzarian Into coming back
1: Why is Marge here? I
0: came up with the idea
1: And why am I here?
0: Because the streets Of Capital City Are no place For three unescorted ladies
1: why are the kids here?
0: Because we couldn't find Grandpa to sit for them. Why is Grandpa here?
1: Because Jasper didn't want to come by himself.
0: Huh, fair enough. So, where are we going? And why, why are you and the old lady here? And why is March here? why are the kids here? And why is Grandpa here? Because Jasper didn't want to be alone.
1: Um. <laughs> I, I was thinking of the, well, here we are at the... What an, an odd thing to say. <laughs> that, that, that too. Uh... Well, here we are at the Brad Goodman lecture. We know, Dad.
0: I just thought I'd remind everybody. After all, we did agree to attend a self-help seminar.
1: What an odd thing to say.
0: I, I said, I, I know, I know, I'm being like you know, traditional Donovan here, but I actually do really like this episode, despite the ending. Uh, it wasn't as strong as last, episode, last week's episode, but I think that this one was sufficiently suspenseful and solid. And I really like seeing Gordon in, in Bullet Coat of Town. So I, I agree that this was a, this was another solid one. This is another good
1: one. One one another thing I liked about the whole hostage thing and the um and the whole uh, gala at the hospital was it gave us a chance to have characters mix who wouldn't normally mix together. You know, like Bruce is outside of his mansion, Lee's outside of you know the. Bruce copies. finally meets and, Leslie. Yes, yes. Which um, Marina Bacaran, I think she mentioned that to us uh, when we interviewed her at Comic Con. She said. That in episode she might she might have even said episode three so we, we forgot about that we didn't go back and relook at the interview um <laughs> before we did this episode but yeah uh that was good and Alfred is <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the episode is Alfred very very smitten and uh, for those of you who don't know uh, Alfred and Leslie you know uh, had like a kiss in the comics once but nothing really beyond that right Not, there were, there, were, that. there was some romance but it was never an ongoing relationship. I think it's like an issue of Gotham Night or something where like they're kissing and then like Bruce comes in wounded, which um, I never liked the idea of them dating in the comics to be honest because it was – to me it was it was too lazy. Well, like, it's, um. it's legitimately Bruce's mother and father
0: figures yeah. hooking up. And I, I, I can see that, but I think that, like, that idea was so in, in my head early enough that I never minded it, but I, I see that it, it can be a complacent idea, but at the
1: same time, I like, their, I like the relationship. It's that, like, the the man and the woman who both, like, take care of Batman and, and like, are the same know, when age. They're both old, like, you know, get together. To me, it's like late, it's kind of like, you know, when Aunt May and Jarvis got together and in the comics, everyone was like, ah, oh, of course, it's so obvious, and, like, I was actually annoyed. I was like, yeah, but it's it's too obvious. Horrible. <laughs>
0: Oh, also, um, um... Oh, but sh- I, yeah.
1: I liked I liked it in this episode, because it did have some funny Alfred moments, including, like, he's asking her out, and she's, like, trying to say she has a boyfriend, but then, like, she stops, she's like, wait, what restaurant did she say you'd take me to again? Which gives me hope. Because also, like, in the comics, Leslie Tompkins is a friend of
0: Thomas Wayne. That's actually pretty traditional, and that's never even kind of a thing here, so, uh... Which it's, it's
1: fine, tr- she's, she's... Yeah, I
0: don't care about that, but, like, um... I, I, I didn't mark out when during that scene because I like for one thing it's nice to see Alfred flirting with somebody in general and I like the fact that like Leslie yeah, wasn't not a, like Fish Mooney supposedly dead. Well, I like the fact that like Leslie was like, oh, uh, that's very nice of you, old man. But I have a boyfriend. I, I like the fact that like she was
1: she wasn't necessarily like in with him, but she wasn't saying no. So I like, you know. I think she was flattered, and then like Alfred says like a corny joke about the magician at the end, and Lee like giggled. And, like, and Gordon, like, kind of gave her, like, the side eye and then, like, looked at Alfred like, what? Like <laughs> That person, like, rolls his eyes. <laughs> to a point where he's like, okay, gotta make sure Alfred sees this. Lee, kiss me. <laughs>
0: you have to. I feel so emasculated by this old <laughs> Britishman.
1: Come on, it mirrors when you said kiss me at the beginning of the episode. Wait, wait, you and the doc kissing? Uh, and then I, like, you know... Bruce and Alfred banter's good, and we had that banter, you know. On the oh, you knew, I didn't know, I swear. Oh, you knew, you knew. Yeah,
0: that, that, that was that was cool. Well,
1: I and you never see like it, a, that kind of buddy buddy stuff from Alfred and, and Bruce. Well, uh, the two of them have great chemistry, as they should, because they've been working together for like you know a season now. But uh, they're never apart. Yeah, you know, like, almost all their scenes are exclusively with each other. So you know, I I enjoy the banter between them, you know, and when they <laughs> cut each other down and. Oh, uh, but more interaction at the party was uh it's Theo C- Callahan or Callahan whichvan episodes in gallivan, but I, gallivan yeah,', yeah. I, I keep on calling him Shrek. you know that part where he and his sister like talking to some guy and like and it's the deputy mayor that they're talking to, and they're like, by the way, where's the real mayor?, <laughs> yeah, he sure is still missing. We don't have him captured. Mwah, ha 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 ha! And then the deputy mayor's oblivious, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't know where he is. It's a funny thing. Hmm. You don't say, <laughs> Jesse James.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, also, think, like they established like, ah, oh, yes, you are, you sure are, you know, an illustrious, uh,
1: eligible bachelor billionaire. And I'm like, wait, he is? Like, all of a sudden, he's a celebrity. And that's what that one person was like asking him about it's like oh come on you know nobody knows who you are where you came from like you know like we need to so like he is a sudden celebrity who like did appear out of nowhere so and, uh, and like our politicians and I'm not trying to get political like that's one thing that they say like oh nobody's ever heard of you you know before now like you know what's your story where'd you come from so it does remind me of that. We gotta talk. About, we gotta talk about the implication that he sleeps with his sister. Okay. Um. And you texted me that like he and his sister <laughs> had like I did not get that from that comment at all.
0: Uh. Well, the way he did addresses like Barbara, ah, oh, you're I'm, you're cheating my sister. You know, he he was describing his sister in like, you know, the, uh, seemingly familial uh uh d- ways, but. Why? First of all, what the hell kind of sibling would, would describe their sibling that way? That's something that like only somebody with personal experience would would, would say. And well, I don't want to hear. Know, I don't, I don't, I don't he want to hear any. Heard. Okay, go ahead. I don't, don't want to
1: hear any like and no, I've done so with other people. I don't want to hear that. Oh <laughs> God! No, I, I, I for, okay, I would never say that about my sister.
0: <laughs> neither
1: neither, neither was exactly like like like. So why why would she say that about him? I I feel like. This, this is what my reading of the scene was, and I'm not saying that it's the legitimate reading, like, I'll rethink what you said, but, number one, I think she was trying to make him uncomfortable, and I think that she was, like, joking around, like, not saying that, that she thinks he's good in bed, just that, like, she's heard that he's good in bed, from other people, and it was, like, her, like, kind of being sarcastic. What you guys oh, well, for her to say? Like, like, well, he's, and maybe I'm not articulating, like, what I'm thinking, uh. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get what trick, you're going but, at, but I, but I think that's, that's such an unlikely thing to say, like, jokingly. But, but that's why she said it, because it was unlikely. And she was trying to, like, you know, just, like, dismiss this conversation and make the other person uncomfortable. I don't feel like the implication was that they slept together, although if that isn't well, what's going on, here's, here's we'll my thing. You'll probably
0: see in the upcoming weeks. Here's, here's my thing, and this goes back to what I said last season, because I think that, like, the way that this show treats sexuality – it's sort of like this sort of like deviant part of human subculture, which is odd to th- think about, but they do. Because you have her and Barbara, you know, and some sort of like yeah. uh, relationship. And traditionally in th- this show, that's that's always been aligned with like, you know, either like... like Barbara's going through the whole like Gallahan family tree. <laughs> yeah, she's making her way through the, through the... yeah, exactly. But my thing is that like, it's implied that she's sleeping with Barbara, Barbara's uh, getting with Gallivan at, at the end. I, I feel like it's more than implied. Well, yeah, I'm being generous, but due the in my reading, due to the nature that they treated that before, you know, kind of kind of salaciously, the implication that like, I, it might the way, okay, this might be personal from my reading, and I'm sure I might be bark up the wrong tree, but I don't think that, I don't think at least in terms of like, and it's probably, it's probably because of the station that this, that this show is being uh, produced on, but. The way in which Barbara's bisexuality has been treated, I feel that like her being with somebody who freely admits to sleeping with her brother, I think connects, uh, sex further connects sexuality as as sort of sort of like you know, diseased deviant thing where she would say, oh well, she's she's a bad guy, so of course she would sleep with her brother, you know, like all bad guys do kind of thing. That's sort of what I'm what I'm reading it as. I'm not, you're free to disagree on that, and that's kind of where I'm seeing that kind I, I of competition. i need more of a
1: confirmation on the fact that the brother and sister are sleeping with each other. Uh, it, it, it should be mentioned that uh,
0: because she, acts like, a, she acts like a she acts like like a 60s Adopted, to him.
1: She, she...
0: but she, but she acts like like his his hench wench
1: rather than a yeah. sister. Uh, and then, I'm, honestly, I was more disturbed by the fact that like Barbara is is with you know. We we were calling her Tigress, because like, I guess she's Tigress in some promotional material. Like, Barbara's with Tigress for seemingly no reason, just in the fact that, like, they're both evil and, like, you exactly. know, they're both women and Barbara's been with them. And, like, that Barbara's with Tigress, and then goes from her to the brother, like, by the end of the episode, which... guess what bad guys do. We're, we're, do you know, we're doing what we did last season, where Barbara, you know, like, cheats on somebody with, you know, someone of the opposite gender. Huh. Like, I, again with this, but... And it does make me wonder if, like, there's going to be strife in the Gallahan family, you know, because of like, because of Barbara Kane. She's gonna like single handedly like destroy the relationship between. Well, you the two see, tigers like, like fight like, over, like, over her. You see, tigers look behind oh, yeah.
0: the, the 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 doorway, like, you know, how could she? I thought she loved me when she was
1: spanking me with that whip. <laughs> yeah, that's. And I'm not quite sure, like, because he's like, oh, I want to talk to you. I want to tell you what my plan is. And then, like, he doesn't tell her what the plan is. She's did like, she no, know you that gonna Jerome was him? going to be killed? Uh, uh, Barbara? I, I, I don't think anybody
0: knew. <laughs> otherwise... She did have a very funny look on her face. She was just like, holy crap. Uh oh, time to go.
1: Yeah, it, it it doesn't seem like anyone would tell uh, anyone involved with that plan was. In fact, doesn't she, doesn't she even say something when they're watching TV, like, oh, it's Jerome too bad did. about
0: Jerome? Well, it, it does seem that, like, he's picked out Barbara, because Dallavan has had his eye on Barbara, and by that I mean, like, he's
1: seen her to be what useful. He say, like, oh, I have special plans for Barbara in, like, the premiere. Yeah,
0: it's, it's like, for some reason, he finds her so valuable as a, as a bad guy. Um, even though she's, I don't think she's done anything besides Collude uh, and beating up Jordan, Jordan, Gordon. Hello, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jordan. Um, yeah. So I mean I don't so like I, I don't know if he just finds her hot or whatever she's she's gonna be doing the next couple episodes will be majorly bad but since the, since the season premiere she she's she's been the apple of his eye in terms of his plans and um and I guess that like like Tiger's sister didn't expect for her to you know collude with him sexually uh which I thought was kind of cheesy like you know like oh no I'm so jealous of my brother like like uh, whatever. Like why don't they just you know have a threesome? Get in?
1: This is this is this is this is a hard like, problem to I, solve. I just can th- see Gotham doing that just to like push the envelope, but like it, it is worth noting that like they are adopted. Not that that makes it okay. It just makes it like it makes it go from ill gross to gross. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I know, that, but like, but like, I mean, quite honestly, because they're all evil, and all seem to have the same general idea on how, what to do with in Gotham. They just, th- th-
1: fellas, fellas, fellas. This is an easy fix. Just have a threesome. <laughs> quite okay, honestly, uh, uh, I- I'm going to put it this way, though: if they were having sex, it would be no different than Barry Allen and Iris West having sex on the Flash show. Which I mean, I I, I don't really have a problem with that, to be honest. <laughs> probably-, probably because they're the OTP of the of show. So. I- 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 t- t- I know this is not a Flash podcast, but I guess I have to explain the context for this comment. I don't. I buy the relationship between them, uh, Barry and Iris, on the show, and I like their. Premiering tomorrow but, as of this recording. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I don't like the fact that they essentially, like, you know, grew up as brother and sister, adopted brother and sister, but they grew up as brother and sister, and it's barely ever mentioned, including, like, you know, Barry's adopted father, Joe West, is like, oh. I don't want her to marry, um, you know, uh, uh, Thawne because, you know, I always wanted you two to be together, my son and my daughter.
0: <laughs> don't dog out Jesse like that. <laughs> oh, you didn't, you know, you didn't
1: <laughs> um, well, I mean, it wasn't we like gotta get back. We wait. gotta get back to. We,
0: we, do. we do, yeah.
1: I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even gonna address that. I'll, i, I don't like, <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear us talk more about, you know, um. <laughs> Iris and Barry. This and is the comic book film review, Fantastic Four <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For brother and sister relationships, leave leave a comment on the podcast, you know, uh, page, and we'll and we'll address it there in the comments section. Oh man. Uh, okay. Do we have anything more to say about the? Actually, I do have something. I, 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 don't, to think I don't think I do. I don't think I do. Okay, I, I do. Uh, another thing about Theo Theo's role this episode was when he stepped up to save the day. That was such over. I mean. And when I say over- Well, that was, a, that was on purpose, I'm not, right? I'm not criticizing the show for that. I'm cri- like, you know, because in-universe, he is acting. So. Stop right there, you vile fiend. Yeah. Well, and, and and it's like, you could tell that he wrote the script for this because it makes him look, like, so awesome, you know? Like, he's, like, the most virtuous person ever. Like, if you must take someone, take me. Only I could stop you. Your reign of terror ends now, Jerome. Like, give me a break, guy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you would think even, even goody-two-shoes Gordon would be kind of rolling his eyes at this.
0: Yeah, like, something's off here. Nobody in Gotham can be this good. I, I, I gotta say, though, like, when when Gordon, when you bring that up, when, when Gordon was like, you know, you killed Tristan, now I'm gonna kill you. Like, he freaking sounded like Bertone Batman Bane voice, where he was just like, you know, <laughs> he was gargling, gargling Listerine that entire scene.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I guess like, and the whole like thing of uh, Theo's like, you know, I must pretend to save the day. It all it reminded me of Batman Returns, where like, you know, oh no, it's the hideous Penguin man from the sewer. Don't hurt <laughs> me. Here, yeah, <laughs> take take the baby. There are a lot, we, we
0: keep on bringing back going back to Batman Returns, but like I don't, not that I don't think this episode was was necessarily influenced, but there are a lot of similarities. Yeah, he's called Max Shrek You know, freaking Barbara looked like Michelle Pfeiffer in the last episode. Carmen, Cameron being and always looks like Michelle Pfeiffer. That's why she was hired, I think. <laughs> um, there's that, 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 that and she kills it. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's that's true. Um, so it's it's interesting that like there's a lot of like you know, this, this, we keep like, being reminded of the movies, and even at the end when like Jerome's body looks like Nicholson's at the end of the '89 movie. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if they're going to take anything from Batman and, uh, and Robin
1: now. <laughs> the episode where we see mr freeze i would say
0: like, like like gordon alfred and bruce were like you know partners
1: partners partners and then like bullock's like we're going i need a bigger gcpd uh no but speaking of selena i loved her at this party thing and the interplay between her and bruce the... she didn't say kid once she did well actually like I don't know if that was on purpose, but when she said, like, goodbye, Bruce, like, that to me, like, was like a chill, like, whoa, she must be pissed at him. She's not even calling him kids. She's calling him Bruce. Um,
0: well, I do like the fact that she always tries to save him as opposed to, like, leave him to die.
1: Well, like, she was, like, very cold towards him at first and, like, because the last time they saw each other was the whole, like, you know, uh, uh, they had broken in- – and they-, they had killed the heroin addict. And then they uh, – And then Bruce took his vow to never take a life even though he never did. Yeah, and then they, and then they had their first date, and then, um, yeah, didn't she, like, not really ditch him after that, but, like, you know, the next time we saw her, like, she had turned to the dark side and, like, had joined Fish's Lost Boys.
0: I was surprised that, like, she wasn't at all involved in any penguin stuff, because I thought that she would be with the penguin for a while, but now she's, like, freelancing
1: thievery again. I I assume she's still with the penguin. She's just, like, she's not by his side all the time, like, Alistair Smythe or Butch, you know, like, uh, but I love how Selena can, like, She could fit in with almost any, like, scene of the episode in any character because, like, she's at home, like, in Wayne Manor, you know, with Bruce and Alfred as they're, like, you know, throwing breakfast pastries at each other. But she's also, you know, like, fitting in when, you know, Fish Mooney and Carmine Falcone are having a shootout. And then she goes to parties like this. And um, I love how just even though this has all happened, you know, before they become Batman and Catwoman, Bruce and Selina have a history together. And, like, it – it pains him this year i love it when he's like i miss you and yeah, like, that was that was really nice because i don't think i think that was an
0: interesting shade of a bruce wayne we wouldn't see like a, a vulnerable young kid bruce wayne saying i miss you that to me was very that, that, was, that was very new
1: It's like his that. first kiss i yeah. mean we are going to get silver saint cloud sometime this season from what i understand so we'll oh yeah i, I don't know if that's going to have the legs that this has you know but it, Miss saint cloud may i come in but I, I like how um he, I like how uh, she captivates him and like and once like he sees her he like rushes off you know to see her it's funny because like Bruce does not want to be at this party but then like you know Alfred sees girl he's like darn and Bruce is like Alfred I want to ooh gotta go I see a girl too darn and then like <laughs> what once she disses him he's like Alfred I want to go home and then like he's like oh you got a tummy ache like I, I just want to go home Master Bruce. Get Lee her drink. It's like, dude, dude, I'm trying to score here. You're cramping my style. If Alfred ever said it, you're cramping my style, I, I would I, all right, I'm out. I tried, I'm out. <laughs> That's the last episode of Gotham Chronicle. But yeah, Bruce, and and, and uh, yeah, you did say she comes back to save him. So I like that moment. And of course, he's like, oh, crud, I forgot my butler, which um, I, I love them this episode. But like, I feel like. That's the same conversation that they had in Lovecraft, where like they're running from people trying to kill him, and Bruce is like, "Oh no, I forgot my butler." It's a surprised surprise his selfless, selfless, yeah, like, like kid. There, you know, those those are killers in there. You know, like, you know, you can't go back there. But it, it, it fit the scene. I mean, and it's uh, personally, I actually, would, I actually quite well, like. To, what else would Bruce have said? <laughs> I actually quite like Gordon.
0: You know, utilizing Bruce to help give a gun to Alfred. So there was kind of that team up. I thought that was actually very cool. Like, 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 all right, Bruce. You know, I'm going to save you, but here you can help me help Alfred help you. And I thought that was that was. I don't know those three characters that you know aren't crooked in any way. I thought was, I really liked seeing them together again.
1: I was a little uncomfortable with um Gordon using Bruce's bait, but yeah, that, that, that to me felt like you know like like I can't
0: I promised my father not to take him to a hospital, kind of irresponsible.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand desperate times, and Lee was, um, you know, tied up. So yeah, we we get somewhat of a rematch. I don't know if I'd call it a a rematch because they didn't really, you know, get to fight that much. But uh, you know, more, uh, more Lee versus Barbara this episode. Barbara, who I mentioned earlier, she like takes off her disguise and like winks at the camera. And uh, I will say, I, I think Aaron Richards is very attractive in that costume. She's a very nice figure. Before she wore that, she had this, like, weird, like, Edward Scissorhands haircut. She had had a cape, too. She looked like Britta from, um, the episode of Community where they play The Floor is Hot Lava and, like, (laughs) Britta's, like, Britta, like, made her hair like Edward Scissorhands when she teamed up with, um, um, another Breaking Bad alum, um, the guy who played Buzz Hickey. Yeah, I I can't remember the actor's name. Jonathan Banks. Yeah, he, he was Mike on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Indeed so.
0: Um... Yeah, Lee gets a kicker in the, in the growing, and uh, I guess if it's fr- firmly established, their rivalry over Jim, which is, you know, wonderful for all women to, to
1: view. But, uh, uh this- Well, on, on the one hand, I was glad that Lee, you know, like, is more than the happy homemaker. Like, she was hosting the gala, so, like, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, that's good. But on the other hand, she was, like, the hostage, you know, like, Jim will come for me. Uh, so. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I I don't think that there's any need to. We already made that joke, but like, okay, like, I wish that she could have done more than be a hostage. But then I tell myself, well, she threw this, you know, gala for a charity. I mean, she's obviously this strong, independent female, and she she held her own against Barbara. So, what is it, what we're like Was it like a kind of a dart board that she was attached to? You? One of those like spinny things. There's actually, um, Price is Right uh, little things. Yeah, there, there's actually a Batgirl one shot from the '90s where the Joker puts Barbara on one, or or did he put Batman on it? I don't remember. Either had at all. Batman or Barbara on. I think he had Batman on it, and he was gonna like throw a knife at Batman, and then like Barbara like laughed at him, and it made the Joker like it freaked the Joker out, and like he stopped what he was doing. And uh so ironically funny. enough, when Batman's rescued, the first thing he says is Tompkins Clinic, and then like, <laughs> and then probably when he went to Lizzie Tompkins' clinic, he's like, oh yes. <laughs> It reminds me of the time that I was on one of those things. Why Batgirl's mother put me on there? It's a funny story. Let me tell you. I think that Lee had some good scenes in this episode because uh, I think that we've not seen too much
0: of her this season. I mean, she's—I know she's been there, but she's not been doing much. So I, I liked how she was written this, in this episode. Um, and I, I like Barbara. Now that Barbara's crazy, I'm I, I finding her be, to be very entertaining. And I think that, like, she was cool as a bad guy here.
1: And she predicted that in season three because she says, one year from now, Jim and I will be married. Yeah, I thought thought she was going to say, you know, he'll be mine. You know why? Because I'm pregnant, which would have been possible, but like (laughs) – Do the math. Exactly. I thought she was going to show up pregnant last season where like we didn't see her for a while. I thought that like for drama, like – the next time we. Oh saw my God! Is that episode. Jim's? <laughs> Somebody actually predicted online, like, because people are taking predictions online over like how in the heck Barbara Gordon could still happen, and someone says, "Well, maybe um Barbara will drug Jim and like you know." Don't like, worry, rape <laughs> is always a
0: possibility. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and I and then like the person responded, "I don't know if I want Barbara Gordon to be a rape baby. I think that that's like <laughs> it's a little
0: too law and order
1: for you." Well, and. That literally happened on um, Desperate Housewives where, like, this woman rapes her uh, ex-husband via Rufy to, like, get herself pregnant. And that should also not be advocated. Uh, That's not funny or cool. That's just (laughs) – Yeah. That would be – I mean (laughs) – if you need to have Barbara Gordon come on, there's other ways to have her come on. You know, you don't need to have Barbara Keene rape Jim Gordon. Please, please don't do that, Gotham. You know, just, just go with the whole thing where she's his niece and Jim, you know, possibly slept with his sister in law. That would be so much less creepy than. I mean, you. She could seduce him legitimately. Like she could, like, like trick him, play
0: on his empathy, and it, it would be, it would be a mistake. That would be a lot more believable than, and now, once I put this into Gordon's coffee, I will,
1: rape him you theo, see it's part of theo callahan's you know, plan he's like you must seduce jim gordon <laughs> already done <laughs> yes now gotham will be ours when you have like the seed of jim gordon in you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well i mean also like like are we are, do you think that they would do both jim james jr and barbara jr or would they do just barbara or would they do just jim because there's a few options here
1: that is, like, way too far into the future to even, like, think about. But uh, that th- that being said, because of Bruce's age, like, if Barbara Gordon is going to exist, like, she would theoretically exist soon, depending on what type of age difference they're doing. because, well, yeah, because, so. like, Dick isn't born either, so. He could be. I mean, <laughs> we haven't seen the Graysons in a while. She she could have a baby bump. Yeah,
0: she, she wasn't pregnant. Yeah, she, they, talk, they were talking about kids' names, but she wasn't pregnant
1: yet. So. Did they, did, they had just gotten engaged. But I mean it's been that was last season, so in fact that episode aired around Valentine's day from what I remember so uh it's now uh we are now in October, so eight months yeah in eight in eight months she they could have gotten married and she could have gotten pregnant It's possible yeah which I which
0: because I didn't like the new 52 two versions of Dick and Barbara Dick is older, so it's not like to
1: it matters also the anime series what did you think about? Gordon's intense anger over the death of Essen. Do you think that it was earned? Because even though, like you know, she's his wife in the other continuity, uh, I don't feel like they had that close of a relationship. This, but that being said, you know, Gordon does take things personally. I think that they grew
0: um, to. I think that they grew to deeply respect one another because even when she was, you know, repeating herself, Essen did show. Uh, pretty early on, like, you know, a yearning to help him out. And, yeah. you know, by the, by the time, by the episode where they died, they, they, established, you know, a kinship. And the fact that she died doing the right thing, you know, and it was, was killed in the line of duty, really gets to Gordon. So I, I, I totally buy it. I have, I have no problem. I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't like crying and shooting Jerome with the knee, kneecaps like he did in No Man's Land. He's throwing
1: people out of windows. Like, you know, like. I, I thought that was over which the top. Was act, which was actually funny. Like, the episode opens he throws a guy out a window and then like and then the scene ends with him throwing the guy out of the window in like a very similar shot and for some reason in the promo for next he's doing he's doing it again same guy yeah it's probably like it's probably footage from this week's episode that like they just like put in the promo for whatever reason but like this is gordon's signature move from now on well i
0: mean it it implies that like you know that's how cops are going to be operating which is
1: Corrupt, but whatever. <laughs> well he, he he is really angry and he's like yelling at the other cops and then like and then Lee um you know touches his back and he like I, I joke that it was like a Spider Man clone because he like turns around, he's like ready to smack her and then he sees it's sort her of like what? Well I mean did you forget what happened Excuse last me. episode? He, of course he's mad. And he blames himself. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not. blaming him. I'm just like, it, it. seems like really intense for like you know what his relationship with Sarah was. But, um, you know, if I think about, I guess I can because it's not just Sarah. It's also um the fact that like they were violated at their workspace. Like it was an attack on their home front. And yeah, Jim doesn't like that. And it's not like Gordon has a lot of friends. Like Sarah was probably you know one of the closest things he could consider to a friend. And they did grow a lot together over the last se- – well, not a lot, but, like, they did grow together the last season. Like, I make fun of when she says, like, I want to help you. I can't help you, but I want to help you. But the first scene where she said that to him in Penguin's Umbrella, that might be my favorite scene of her and him, like, throughout the series because you can, like, really, like, feel her pain and frustration and then, like, you know – uh, She's thinking about staying to help him against Zaz and Gordon like sends her away. And she like she leaves, but she can like you can tell that she's regretting it as she does it. So they've had moments together where they've bonded. You know?
0: <laughs> I I liked the scene, her the last scene between the two of them in the previous episode the best because it was the closest they got to forming a, a true relationship. Um to, to be honest, her whining in season one kinda got on my nerves. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, we'll have Michael Chiklis for that now, and um, I, I do love Gordon's. Like, what are you doing? You don't take that evidence tape down till her killer's caught. And the person who was taking the evidence tape down just like doesn't even like react. They just like turn around and start putting it back up. And the fact that like they're putting it back up was like hilarious to me. But I, uh, she wasn't commissioner long enough for them to change the nameplate on her office because at the end when they are taking it down, um, I noticed that it still says Captain Essen.
0: That's good catch. Yeah.
1: She, well, legitimately, she was only commissioner for, like, two days? If that, yeah. It might have, been, might have only been one day. And I guess we still don't know who the new commissioner is yet, because it looks like the new captain's going to be Michael Chicklis, according to the preview for next week. Um... And then uh, we, we we joked about Robin Lord Taylor's like you know uh, last minute cameo in the episode. What did you what did you think about him? Like watching TV, saying, "Huh, the Joker. That guy's not the Joker." I, I his response to his
0: kind of like you know I won't say blasé but like you know kind of annoyed response to Joker felt extremely in character, and I liked that a lot. Quite honestly, um, the bullet scene was good. I don't know if it was it, it was a good character. Beat. I'm not sure if it served the story at all. But it, it was a good character beat, and I think that it was a good – it felt right for the characters to do. So it wasn't my favorite scene, but I did like it, and I thought it was good acting.
1: It raised the question for me, which was – I thought that, like, Gordon was kind of keeping this whole mob hit thing a secret. Uh, but, like, according to what Bullock says, like, it's it sounds like people know about it, like word on the street. I don't know if – um, I, but, you know, thinking about it, it would – because people saw him there, and this guy died, like – it realistically, I guess people would know, but that did surprise me. That like you know, between the panels of this episode, uh, there's been word on the street that like Gordon, perf- you know, performed a mob hit for Penguin. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to come back later on the season or not. Right? Do you think that the scene was needed this episode? Um, not that like I hated it, but I'm wondering. Yeah, like, I, don't if it, it's- I don't know if it. I don't know if I think. I think it's a good scene to have in this season.
0: I don't know if it. It, it almost felt. Unnecessary for this episode, but I I I had no ill feelings towards it because I I liked Bullock's characterization. I like seeing Penguin frustrated in that way, and I thought that it felt right for the characters. But it does; it did feel completely divorced from every single thing else. But but yeah, that's not in and of itself a sin. So
1: I do love um, him saying, "And I still owe you for fish," because you know, while (laughs) while she was never one of our favorite characters, um, I do love that. Like Bullock is sore about her death because. They did care about each other, and they did kind of kiss that one time. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Uh, Again, like right for the characters. That was last laugh. Next week's episode is called Strike Force. Cat Barnes by Michael Chiklis is called to to create
0: a law-abiding task force with the help of Gordon. Meanwhile, Penguin gets caught up in a favorite for Galavant. Enigma asks Kringle out on a date in the all-new Rise of the Villains colon Straight Force epic Gotham, airing Monday on October 12th on Fox. So is Rise of the Villains, is that like the subtitle for the season, or is that like a storyline?
1: I, I wonder if it's both, because like, uh, the, the show Heroes, they would have like, um, it, it might just be like the promotional thing to like, get it, like you know, for the season, but like Heroes would have arcs in their seasons, and usually it would only be one arc towards first season, like the, season one was called Genesis and season two was called something else. But like season three had two like distinctive arcs and one was called villains and the other one was called fugitives. So this might be one of those things where like the first half of the season is rise of the villains. And maybe the second half of the season is like rise of the parrots or something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um,
0: uh, I-, I forgot that they announced that Chickles was in this episode as in, in the season. And, uh, the promo says, "You know, you know, Gordon, you don't play by the rules, do you?" Well, Good, you're my second command. That, that's kind of—it's uh, good to see people on Gordon's side. So I'm interested to in see when it's going to go.
1: Well, but it, it looks like he's a little too much on Gordon's side, where it's like, you know, he's so law and he's like, "All right, we're going to take down Painland," and then like Gordon has that uncomfortable look on his face, like, "Oh, I kind of have a special relationship with him." <laughs> he does crime, so that I don't—I don't have to. Can you not kill him? <laughs> yeah, he does cry. He tells me things like. Like, it's like, all right, tomorrow we're going to go to the Penguin for help. Uh, I think I have a cold that day. <laughs> did, you, did you get in a fight again, Jim? Well, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, and, yeah, so I saw the promo. so it's interesting. Like we said, there's that reused footage. Um, otherwise, I don't have that much to say about, about that. It's I'm hoping that he'll be distinctive enough from Essen, you know, that's... I'm mainly hoping
0: that this season still has an idea what it wants to do, like these first three episodes have, because I feel that like it, the risk is there that they'll be they might start spinning their wheels, but I don't know yet. So I'm, I'm I like these last episodes, so i hope that, that this is a, a sign of good things to come and not just a fluke.
1: Yeah, uh, this this boy this might be in my top. This is definitely in my top three episodes because. Uh, oh, this one. Two of my favorites are definitely The Pilot and Penguin's Umbrella. This one is up there with them, and it might even be better than them for me. You, uh, like, you like this but... one that much? Interesting. I, I really like the like, in terms of my enjoyment of it, I really enjoyed this episode. I can't think of the last time that I enjoyed an episode of Gotham this much.
0: I, this one is right behind uh, Knock Knock for me. I do really like it, but, uh... I liked Knock Knock. I did not like it as much as you did. Clearly... <laughs> For me, it's probably it's probably this, knock knock, and the pilot and the
1: penguin's umbrella. Mm-hmm. What do you think, listeners? Well, until next time, this is Josh and this is Don, and you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle. Hello, and you are listening to The Gotham Chronicle Podcast, powered by TheBatmanUniverse.net. Oh, fuck. I forgot how I do these intro. I'm, like, having a brain fart. Like, Check out TheBatmanUniverse.net
0: to... for all your, your yeah. bullshit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like don't I do I say something about like how we cover Gotham? I don't even know.
0: No, I think I think like hello, you're listening to blah 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 what you just said. Check out net for all your Batman needs. My name is Josh yeah. and today I'm joined by Stella.
1: Okay, I, I guess it's self-explanatory at this point. Yeah. Hello and you are listening to the I almost said the Batman Universe. For real? Not like it's not like this is the premiere. Like like I've been doing I've been doing this again for like two weeks in a row, so Hello and you are listening to the Gotham I almost said the Batman universe again. And I saw myself. To make it <laughs> it's all a right. bad night. <laughs> I'm getting through this. I swear. Oh, I'm never doing a recap like this again. <laughs> we this need, we this need to be talking about the fuck.
0: I, I, I do think this is all over the place, but essentially, uh... yeah. A showdown. <laughs> yeah, show, yeah, show
1: debating just scrapping this recap and like uh, and I think, I think if, if we keep we... Or, or like do we see it through and take like another like five minutes? I, th- I think I think if
0: we just keep on moving because I don't want to. Do along this much further, basically. Oh man, we can't do this show. do <laughs>
1: mind Like, don't you remember on Power
0: Rangers, <laughs> like Golar would like,
1: you know, run away? Like, you know, after, like, <laughs>
0: that that evolved instantly <laughs> to like the entire scenario because <laughs> it wasn't exactly. He was watching with this gigantic telescope. <laughs> um, because, because, like, he um, because with his dumb Japanese voice, <laughs> because. But I thought you were penguins. I mean, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Barbara is a frog and Bullock is a parrot. <laughs> Animorphs anime series. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm literally like imagining like It's all in your hands <laughs> I'm like literally imagining like Bullock and like uh Barbara are like standing like, you know, in front of some sort of a threat and they like put their hands together one power.
0: parrot's, like, (laughs) Oh wait, Bullock We're gonna get him (laughs) We (laughs) sure are Honestly, I hope that Dustin doesn't listen to this episode Because he will fire the fuck out of us I think this part's not going in the blue oh, I, I, I know it is, but this has, this has dick all to do with anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone at Gotham is an animal from its uh, property. A,
0: like, who's, who's Babar the elephant? <laughs> Why, um.
1: I thought <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you were uh, game. <laughs> you were totally down for it. I, I need to think of something creative for this. Like, who would be Babar? Like, the mayor? Elephant? I don't
0: know. Mayor
1: <laughs> Mayor James, <laughs> you see him in the previously on un- Gotham thing, which made me think he'd show up again. Although, like, is he <laughs> dead? T- okay, no, isn't he like still being held hostage? Because remember they were like tasing him. But okay. <laughs> I'll get to this when we talk about the end, because like this is still like bloopers, because it's connected to history, But like, when the when like Max Shrek and his sister are talking to the deputy mayor, like, boy, it sure is a shame that the mayor is missing, isn't that right, sister? Yes, he sure is missing. Ha ha. And the deputy mayor is like, yeah. We don't know where he is at all. Huh. You don't, do you? <laughs> well, it didn't completely go
0: the fact that, like, you know, so, tell me about, you know, this handsome billionaire. What are his secrets? He's a monster in the sack. He's like, what? What? Huh. Excuse, excuse us,
1: please. Like, and I'm like... What? No! Get back here! What? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let, let Let's Let's actually talk about that for real. And since we went from bloopers, let me do some connective tissue. Um. Let's see. We were talking about Lee. Ah, oh, fucking Alfred. Oh. You're doing, Lee, yeah, Lee, Lee and like
0: like Jim St. "Kiss me." <laughs>
1: to fight another day, Ranger. <laughs> as like Jim Gordon poses, po- you know, poses with his power <laughs> and, <like, laughs> and, and lightning strikes him <laughs> uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe this. I am a... <laughs> and a... And a Michael Chiklis, who won't appear until next episode, like, you know, his floating head. You have done well, Gordon. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <You won't laughs> no, 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 His floating head with a thing
0: mask <laughs> on from when he was a thing in the <laughs> <laughs> And Bullock, you've conquered your fear of height. <laughs> Help <save your> I don't think we're very equipped to do this show. <laughs> this, this, I, don't, I don't. know if this, was, this is making any sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're talking to what? <laughs> remember, remember like training, like yeah. had, like a fear of heights, in, like the second episode or third episode or something. Yeah, yeah, dude. Even though, like in the first episode, she like jumps 1, to the to, like, a thousand feet.
0: a <laughs> so back to the the Power Rangers Chronicle. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> From
1: Jason the Rocky, the Power Rangers podcast. Awesome. Take that, Bailey. It finally happened. <laughs> I was just about to say, that his, his dream comes true. Um. Okay, connective tissue. We were talking about the Cali. Oh, yeah, you were asking if, if you thought Barbara knew, so...